Hey everyone, Jen Watke here with the Drunk Sex Podcast, and today I'm talking about one of the one of my favorite things near and dear to my heart, masturbation. Um, masturbation. First of all, I want to differentiate between masturbation and solo sex. I often use these words interchangeably, which is just a bad habit. Um, and part of the problem is that there is a lot of overlap on them, but there is also a very significant difference that I want to highlight here for a moment. When I'm talking about masturbation, I'm talking about sort of just a quick getting off. You're in it for pleasure, you're in it for orgasm, and that's it. You might be using it to help you go to sleep, you might just be horny, maybe you're using it for stress relief, but you're kind of just getting her done. Which is totally fine. I mean, we should all feel free and unencumbered to masturbate when we see fit, whenever we want to. But when I'm talking about solo sex, I'm talking about something a little bit deeper. (laughs) Pun maybe intended. Um, When I'm using the word solo sex, it's more of a deliberate, conscious attempt to grow your sexuality. So you might be deliberately changing up your patterns. You might be um, trying to expand your erotic potential. Maybe you're working on um, expanding the time that it takes you to get to orgasm. If you're male, which is a common problem. If you're female, maybe you're trying to shorten the time it takes you to get to orgasm. Uh, Maybe you're trying to delay pleasure. So many, so many ways that you can use solo sex as a tool to enhance your sexuality. So that's uh, the difference. Again, there is a lot of overlap, but fundamentally, solo sex is intentional growth and masturbation is solely for the purpose of pleasure. Now, why am I such a masturbation fanatic? Well, I've been super interested in masturbation as a tool for our sexuality for a really, really long time. It's always felt, I shouldn't say always felt, for a long time it it seemed that there was something more to masturbation for me. Like it wasn't just, you know, getting off. Um, And as I've studied and expanded, I realized that masturbation and solo sex is such, such a powerful, powerful tool. That moment when we are at the height of pleasure, when we have an orgasm, is spiritually such an amazing, powerful moment. Now, it doesn't matter if you're having that orgasm alone during solo sex. You reap all of the benefits, the physical benefits, the psychological benefits, And also, you still get those amazing, wonderful hormones coursing through your body. It doesn't matter that there's not another person there with you that you would be connecting with. You still get those feel-good benefits. And that, I think, is where some of the power comes in. If you're alone and you have all the, you know, Oxycontin and all of those good things, the bonding chemicals, well, who do you bond with? I don't know that we just don't bond. I think there's a really huge, amazing opportunity 
to bond with our deeper selves, to connect with our deeper selves, our desires and our wants that are not necessarily sexual for things in our life. And we have the opportunity to bond and connect with the greater world around us if we are deciding to be intentional. So taking that moment, and the great thing about it is you can give, you can access the access that moment, that moment of orgasm and pleasure at any time. It's there for you to use whenever you want. And that is one of the benefits of masturbation and solo sex far, far, far superior to partner sex. You don't have to rely on another person to um, to give consent and to be in the mood and to go on the journey with you. You can do it yourself at any time you need to. So to that end, I've come up with what I think are five pillars of our sexuality. And these pillars hold up our solo sexuality, which you know, for most of us, we, you know, desire sexual partners and romantic, intimate partners. So if we have this solid foundation, these five pillars that hold up our solo sexuality, then when we have the opportunity to be with another person, we are more able to share our pers- our sexuality more fully, more deeply, and we are able to be open to theirs. So we go into it with a larger capacity to love and to be accepting, to be more giving, and we know how to receive and to ask for what we like and what we want because we've spent the time figuring out how our body and how our sexuality works. So solo sexuality really, really is the foundation for having amazing partnered sex. So what are these five pillars? The first one is love your body, which seems a little superficial, but it's, um, especially for women, it can be one and men too. It can be sort of one of the trickiest ones because there's so much shit that society, you know, puts on us about how we should look and we need to be fit and, um, you know, do our bodies behave sexually the way we want? Not all the time. And sex is often, you know, can be quite messy. And a lot of us have hangups about how we look and how our bodies react and smell and all of that stuff. So you have to not only accept your body, you have to love your body, which is a big task for a lot of people. How can you experience the deepest, most ecstatic pleasure if you don't love the experience of being in the body that is providing that to you. So that is pillar one, love your body. Number two is the awareness of sensation. Now, this is a struggle for a lot of women. Men, I think, in a lot of ways have it easier. It's a little bit more accepted to for male sexuality in general, and especially masturbation. I mean, little boys are playing with their penises from, I don't even know how old, very, very young. And it's very easy for a man to, you know, make a fist and he's sort of simulating what sex can feel like. For females, it's a little bit trickier because if she wants to experience or practice experiencing what penetration would feel like, 
it's uh, physically much more difficult to penetrate yourself with only your hand and she might not have access to a toy, you know, if she, depending on how um, young she starts exploring. So that it's just a vastly more difficult experience for women coupled with um, the difficulties some women have when they start wanting to penetrate themselves is that she also has a clitoris, which is external. So she has a couple more types of stimulation to manage and to explore. And because we don't really support young people masturbating very much, no one is ever really given the tools, boys and girls and people of all genders aren't really given the tools to explore their sexuality. So what can happen is sometimes we become a little bit disengaged from our genitals and from what feels good in our bodies. And so a lot of people have to retrain themselves to tune into those pleasurable physical sensations that they're experiencing when they are being sexual. So that is awareness of sensation. The next one is belief in your right to pleasure. We live in a society where, I mean, we come from Puritans, right? They, imp- they impacted our, our um, sexuality and our viewpoint. And so we have this idea in our society that sacrifice in general is something to be vaunted and valued and sort of lauded. And when that spills over into physical sexual pleasure, a lot of us don't feel that we deserve pleasure. And it might be not, it, that might be on a deeper level. That may, might be a deep seated, you know, you know, should I be able to have this? Should I be able to experience this pleasure with no uh, shame? A lot of shame is centered around feeling pleasure. And a lot of people sometimes might not be able to speak up until they par- tell their partner what they want or need because they're scared of the reaction. And so they don't demand that they receive the same pleasure, the same enjoyment out of the sexual experience that their partners might. So the great thing again about solo sex is because you're doing this all on your own. A lot of that complications that come from being with a partner are gone. So you can really focus yourself during solo sex on building up that belief that you deserve to be sexual, you deserve to experience pleasure, and there's absolutely no shame in that at all. The next pillar is insight into your own sexuality. And this is just really sort of learning to pay attention to how your sexuality works on all levels. So psychologically, when do you feel desire? When do you feel that you want to be sexual? Is it something that happens spontaneously? Is it something that's more in response to external stimuli? Um, How do you feel after you've been sexual, either with a partner or one night stand or with yourself? So it's really just understanding how your sexuality works for you in terms of giving you pleasure. And in terms of the bigger picture, the psychological and the spiritual and the emotional pieces that go with that. So understanding how that all fits together in your unique sexuality. And then we have the last one, which is the ability to harness your sexuality. And I feel like actually the pillars, as much as there are, you know, five, there are a foundation. In some ways, I also feel that there's also a trajectory. If you can't master the first pillar of loving your body, it's much harder to get to the 
harnessing of your sexuality because that is the deepest, most connected and complicated, I guess, in the sense that you are now deliberately taking time to be sexual and you are using your sexuality to harness the things that you want in your life. And this could be uh, calling in. So perhaps you want, you know, more, more love, more money, more whatever. So bringing things in, but it also is a powerful tool when you want to expel some things from your life. So guilt, shame, uh, maybe you need to release the memories of old lovers, what have you. So this harnessing is a way to both bring in, in and out, in and out, bring in the things that you want in your life and to release some of the toxic things that might not work for you. So that is, I think, the highest level of solo sexuality is when you are able to use it to better other areas of your life, not just your sexuality. So for these five pillars, I have spent a lot of time, um, cause I, like most of us lost my job for a period of time during the first lockdown. So I finally, finally put this all together in a course that's geared for women, um, to really sort of help dig down. to help you really sort of dig into your sexuality and to get rid of any habits that don't serve you, any patterns that don't serve you both in your solo sexuality and that may manifest also in your uh, partnered sex life and to replace any old negative patterns that we have with positive, uh, positive habits and experiences and abilities that serve you and your sexuality that you can then, of course, take forward into partner sex if you so desire. So if you want to check that out, uh, head on over to my website. It's 169. I giggle every time I say that, but um, 169. And you have lifetime access, immediate access, so you can work at your own pace. And you do, of course, have access to me if you purchase the course so I can help support you on your journey. So go check that out at jenwadkey.com and then click on course. That is J-E-N-N-W-O-D-T-K-E.com. Click on course and that'll take you on over to M class, which is masturbation class. (laughs) But to clarify, it's not to teach you how to learn to masturbate in case anybody missed it during the course of this podcast. It's to teach you how to use masturbation and solo sex to support you and your life and your relationships and so that you get all of the things you deserve to be happy and live a joyful, blessed life. So thanks for joining me and I hope to catch you next time on the Drunk Sex Podcast.